And welcome back to another episode of the Double Dog Podcast. My name is Brendan Deke. Thanks so much for tuning into a Super Bowl preview edition. I am joined by my friend, Mr. Eric Gornsey. We're going to be breaking down the game, giving you our best bets, talking about the big one on Sunday. Mr. Warnsey, how you doing? Good. The big game. Big one. Game 272 out of 272. We've come all this way. And here we are. We have the Super Bowl. And it's kind of, I kind of find it interesting. Uh, I don't know how often this happens, but this was the preseason odds-on Super Bowl matchup, Mm -hmm. right? The Chiefs were the favorites in the AFC and the 49ers were the favorites in the NFC coming into the year. Obviously, these teams had different routes in getting there. Chiefs at one point in the year were not the favorites to come out of the AFC. We almost buried them multiple times on this podcast. Multiple times. And actually, both these teams, to be honest, on Christmas Day, if you remember, about six weeks ago, both these teams were embarrassed. The Chiefs lost at home outright to the Raiders, and the 49ers got whooped by the Ravens. On Christmas Day, if you said that that was going to be the Super Bowl matchup, I think a lot of people would have doubted Two you. Two weeks ago, if you asked me. <laughs> right. Yeah. So here we are. Took a winding turns to get here, but the, the preseason odds on favorite matchup is what we ended up with. So Eric and I are going to break down the matchup on both sides. Chief off, Chiefs offense versus 49ers defense and vice versa. 49ers offense versus Chiefs defense. And then... We're going to give you our best bets. How we have it is we each have five bets, our spread prediction and score prediction. That's how we're going to roll, baby. Like you said, 272 down, one more to go. Yeah, that's right. Are you ready to break down this big matchup? Yeah, we starting, uh, we're going to start with Mr. <coughs> Mahomes. I guess he's the uh, he's the main attraction. Yeah, let's do Chiefs offense versus 49ers defense. In my notes here, Warnsy, I have two of the more underachieving units this season. Right. Does that make yeah. sense? Because I think the Chiefs offense, of course, underachieved. You had they were supposed to be a top three, top four offense in most metrics, success rate, EPA per play, points per game, the whole shebang. They ended up around the eighth to eleventh best offense during the season, and that was underwhelming for Patrick Mahomes. The 49ers defense, on the other hand, they had the big pass rush. You just, you pay Javon Hargrave all that money in free agency. You go and trade for Chase Young, and it hasn't really worked that way. So it's kind of like Two units that were going downwards in the regular season towards the end and basically all season now kind of clashing. I think both sides are going in opposite directions in the playoffs. We'll discuss that, but kind of a, I think the other side of the ball was a more interesting matchup, but I I think this one is going to maybe dictate the game. Yeah, we'll start. We'll start on this side. And I guess if you're Andy Reid, how are you attacking this 49ers defense? I'm running the ball. I completely agree. (laughs) To say that when Patrick Mahomes is on the other side of your quarterback, sorry. It's bizarre. We we texted, we were texting yesterday and we're both going like, is it weird that we both are thinking these teams should run the football? But that's how it's kind of came up to. We'll get to that side. But if I'm the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm running the rock against the 49ers. So if you just take a look at the last two playoff games, the 49ers have allowed 318 rushing yards and three rushing touchdowns against Aaron Jones, uh, David Montgomery, and Jameer Gibbs. Now, I don't think Isaiah Pacheco is up to that standard, but he's running damn well in the playoffs right now. He's been a workhorse for the Chiefs. He absolutely has. On regular season-wise, the 49ers were 24th in success rate at defending the run. And if you dig into that even deeper, 
It's actually quite interesting. The 49ers are good at defending the inside run. They're fifth versus runs between the tackles in success rate, but they fight, fall all the way down to 28th on runs outside the mm-hmm. tackles. And the big, uh, in the numbers, the big reason of what where this shift happened was when Hufunga tore his ACL and was lost for the year. He was an excellent safety at getting down towards the line of scrimmage and uh, keeping those runs towards the inside. They added Chase Young on the edge. Running the ball at him is it's, just, that's got to be the number. You know, when yeah. I was thinking, uh, like, when we think of Chase Young as the average NFL fan, we put, not, not put him on a pedestal, I guess, but we think he's a better player than I bet you the Chiefs are looking at it in the tape room right now, right? Absolutely. Like, I guarantee you if you have Andy Reid, Matt Nagy, all the guys in the film room right now, Chase Young's the guy they're pointing out to and going, this is the dude we need to run on. And you nailed it. I think it's funny because the Chiefs last week, or basically all playoffs, they are a run-between-the-tackle style team. That's how they attack their, their defenses. They they get their guards pulling. They, they run power runs, duo runs. They they attack you in between, in, the, in between the tackles. Knowing Andy Reid and knowing how his mind thinks, there's going to be curveballs here where they're going to attack the weaknesses, like you said. Yeah, yeah. And get, get to the outside. I think that's definitely going to be the game plan. And also, I think starting with a run-heavy scheme kind of – Gets the 49ers defensive line thinking more about the run rather than pinning their ears back and getting after the quarterback. Because like you said, the 49ers defense is based off that defensive line getting pressure. Can Joey or Joey, can Nick Bosa get to Patrick Mahomes? Mahomes is ridiculous at getting out of sacks. He's being sacked on only 6% of the plays he's been pressured on it's in the playoffs. It's the most insane stat yeah. I've ever read. When I was digging up last time, I'm like, what? Because I, I saw it, and I was like, 6%, okay, that's normal. No, no, no. On pressured yeah. reps, like not in general, 6% of pressured dropbacks, he's taking a sack. That is, the average is like in the 30s, 20%. Yeah. His ability to avoid sacks is is next to none. In this, in just in general, in NFL history, yeah, to like, be so honest, even in general this year, he finished with a three point nine one percent sack rate. Yeah, uh, so I, 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 that was second best in the NFL. And you brought up the the Nick Bosa. I think there's that's how the 49ers are going to have to win this game. It's Nick Bosa re- wrecking this football game. We're winning this yeah. matchup, I guess. Yeah, they they have really struggled, Warren Z, finding any other option on defense to attack the quarterback in the, the playoffs so far. They have eleven quarterback hits. It's not enough. Nine of those are Nick Bosa. Ooh, come on. Where are the boys at? Javon Hargrave and Chase Young have not hit the quarterback yet in the playoffs. So they're going to need someone else to step up. And usually on a defense, like it's very hard to game plan against an interior pass rusher, right? Like a, like a Chris Jones, like mm. uh, Aaron Donald, because they can move inside out. They You can't really scheme up blocks into the interior, right? You can double team, I guess, but that can only get you so far. When you have a like a good edge rusher, you can throw the ball away from him. You can run the ball away from him. There's there's ways you can scheme up a really good pass rusher to take him out of the game. Last year against the in I'm going back to the NFC Championship game Eagles 49ers, Nick Bosa was invisible in that game. They they ran away from him. All the runs were on the other side. Nick Bosa didn't have an impact. I I know, not just think, I know Andy Reid's number one task this last 2 weeks. I've been, how do we beat Nick Bosa? And I they're going to do agree. every single possible, they're going to throw in every single possible curveball to do that. Like I said, throwing screens to the other side, running uh, running outside stretch runs to the to the other side where Nick Bosa's lined up. I 
firmly believe that Nick Bosa is going to have a hard time getting after Patrick Mahomes and have a hard time having an impact on this game. Could he? 100%. He's a great football player, one of the best at his position in the league. But knowing Andy Reid, knowing how good of a coach he is, knowing how good of a game planner he is, I have a hard time believing he's going to have a massive impact. Like I said, they're going to need someone else to step up. Javon Hargrave, buddy. 20 yeah. million, 20 million soccer with, a year for agency. It's it's now or never. Same with uh, Armstead, his running mate on the middle there. He's got to get after it. And he's actually played well in the playoffs. He has, yeah, mm-hmm. but he's got to get to the quarterback. Like you're mentioning, the the lack of QB hits is uh, alarming. Um, if you're saying the Chiefs are circling Bosa, I think the 49ers would be circling Travis Kelsey heavily. In the last three games Kelsey's played versus San Francisco, he has 24 targets, t- converted 20 catches for 255 yards Woo! and a touchdown. So, again, I understand what you're saying is you circle game plans on these tar- b- big-time players. They Sometimes you, they just still beat them, right? Mm-hmm. And on this side of the ball uh, for the 49ers defensively, they're dead last in EPA per play versus passes with play action. And if you went to the looked at the last Super Bowl when these two teams played, Mahomes used play action 43% of his pass attempts. That was a 10% higher rate than his regular season average. This season, Andy Reid has kind of gone away yeah, from the play action. I think they're like a bottom six, bottom seven team in play action. Yeah, right? they only are using play action 16% of the time this season. So let's see. Let's see if they uh, pick up the play action rate because 49ers have struggled with that throughout the year. Since week 14, San Francisco's allowing more than 10 yards a pop against play action. So I know Andy Reid's had two weeks to uh, be in the lab. I wonder if he's circling play action. And like we mentioned at the start, that's only going to work if the run game's working. You have to commit to the run game to get the play action going. So... I, I think we're both in agreement. It's going to be a run-heavy start. And they're, the 49ers are going to have to win. In, like They're going to have to stop the run without stacking the box, too, because the Chiefs shred you if you have seven-plus defenders in the box. When the def, when the opposing defense has seven-plus guys in the box, or eight-plus guys, sorry, in the box this season, the Chiefs average .39 EPA per dropback. So if you try to stop the run heavily, if you add extra linemen, add extra bodies linebackers, whatever, box safeties, the Chiefs will shred you that way. So they're going to have to get those, those like you're, like you said, going back to your play action point, they're going to have to get the run defense settled with just the dudes that they have. And they don't really run stack boxes very often anyways, but if that was a part of their game plan, it's not going to work. They they live and die by four-man fronts. So they, they run their four guys up. That's it. They, they have the, Eric Armstead, Javon Hargrave, Joey, Joey, or Nick Bosa, and um, Chase Young, that's that's how they that's how they beat you. And yeah. I, I just I'm having a really hard time seeing those four men win. Now, I will say this: there is a guy on the Chiefs' offensive line that's struggling right now. Yeah, and that is the name Juwan Taylor. Oh, he struggled he, all year. He played really bad against the Ravens. When I went back and watched some of that game, it was ugly. He did not play well against the Buffalo Bills as well. He's allowed six six pressures and two quarterback hits. 24 penalties this season, Warnsy led the NFL out of all offensive linemen in 12 holdings. Now this goes back to my Andy Reid comment where I think you can scheme that up. You can scheme that up. You can give them help. You can get chippers, blockers. You can you can scheme away around a bad one bad offensive lineman. Yeah, yeah. He could also be the reason you lose the game. Yeah, fair like, enough. Uh, if you're helping on that side, that means that Bose is getting the the one on one looks. One of these edge rushers is getting one on one looks and has to take advantage. Mm-hmm. 
it's hard to predict which one's going to get the get the double teams and which one's going to get the one-on-one looks. But also, um, Joe Tooney's replacement, Allegretti, he... Uh, Played well last week, no? No, he struggled last week. He struggled? <laughs> yeah. I saw, his well. po- I saw his interview after the game was very sappy. Yeah, I mean, people. he's a feel-good story yeah. because he came off the bench in a championship game and got the start and didn't. It's not like he played terrible, but he did. Uh, he was below average in run block grade, according to PFF, and he allowed four pressures from the inside. So there, I, I do think, although the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line has been playing out of their minds this playoffs, I do think the edge has to go to the 49ers defensive line. I I just I don't see it though. I, I, where are the numbers to back us up as of late? They have not been the pass rush that like they I are guess better. On paper, yeah. yeah, that's the thing. They win the matchup on paper. A lot of what we're about to like, we're going to go through is the 49ers are going to win this on paper. That's kind of the the story of this mm-hmm. of the of previewing this game. Right. I just I, guess. I and like unless Chase Young turns into retro Chase Young, unless Javon Hargrave like he had Javon Hargrave had seven sacks this year. He was pretty good, but. Been absolutely invisible. He was invisible in the playoffs last year for the Eagles. Been invisible this year for the 49ers. I just, I don't know. I, I have a, I'm having a hard time seeing kind of the angles here where the 49ers can win in the box with, with their guys. Yeah. And 49ers all year did play more zone than man. And traditionally, Mahomes carves zone coverage. Yeah, they, so they do that. That's all they do. They play for, they just drop back in zone. They're, yeah. they're not, this isn't the, the Robert Sala defenses um, of, of old. This is Steve Wilkes is, yeah, kind of does and what he I does. I was really disappointed in Wilkes last week in uh, the first half. He did not make any adjustments whatsoever. So, I'm not. I do get definitely the coaching matchup on this side of the ball. Andy Reid's going to win that or be favored in that matchup 99% of the time, and he definitely is in that in that scenario here. But um, something else that was interesting for me: San Francisco versus tight ends. Back to Kelsey. He's obviously a big part of this. Between the numbers, San Francisco was the number one defense at defending tight ends. Outside the numbers, they're 19. Mm-hmm. So let's see. I there's a San Francisco's spine of their defense with the two linebackers Warner and Greenlaw are really good on the interior. It's the exterior, the outside, the numbers where Kansas City is going to have to uh, exploit. It's, yeah, and j- you brought up the passing game aspect of it. I also think that includes in the run game the 49ers defense out of nickel or dime formations or 26 in success rate against the run. You you brought up a similar stat to that earlier uh just a couple minutes ago and that's again that's not the way the Chiefs run it but I do think Andy Reid and that and his like the way he will scheme up these guys and and spend the last two weeks figuring out how to attack his defense he's gonna get stuff to the outside so I expect a lot of curveballs I expect a lot of like I could see I was looking up like Rasheed Rice rushing numbers Justin Watson rushing numbers I, I wouldn't look at the rushing props, but there'll be a lot of like short passes that are extension of the run game. The old the, flip pass forward, exactly. the old pass forward. Yeah, like they're going to attack everybody the at your Super Bowl party. Will be like, Is that a run? <laughs> yeah. Is that a run? No, it's a pass. And it's a like, pass. Th- there's substance to this. Jamison Williams just had a touchdown on a reverse last week, good right? Luck, he had the big luck. rushing rushing touchdown there. So Andy Reid's definitely going to be looking that up. And the screen game on the outside is also going to be very, very important. In this one, the Chiefs are first in EPA per play and second success rate on screen passes. The 49ers, the 49ers defense, 26 and 28th defending them. So right. this is a huge kind of mismatch in this game. Now, screen passes can get ugly looking if they don't work. If they work, they look good. So how often will we'll kind of spam that is the question. But 
it's a very fascinating matchup just because it's you're gonna you have to take they're gonna have to do what they haven't done to kind of beat each other. The Chiefs love running inside; they're gonna have to run outside. The 49ers love when teams run inside; they're gonna have to now defend the outside run and vice versa. So I, I find it just mm-hmm. the coaching aspect of this, like Andy Reid versus Steve Wilkes, is just the biggest chess match. Yeah, yep. the next one, of course, Bagnola for Shannon is too, but yeah. Um, last, I guess, thing on this side of the ball to look at would be the wide receiver matchups for the Chiefs. Um, Rasheed Rice has really emerged um, this playoffs, clearly anointed himself the number one wide receiver in Kansas City. I don't know who else really, like, I'm having a really tough time. I'll look at just from a betting angle. I'm having a really tough time looking at this wide receiver room and seeing like who's getting the ball, like <laughs> Buddy, who's making plays. Welcome in to this anytime room. touchdown betters against Chiefs games. Yeah. It is the they are the hardest team to figure out who's going to get touches when where how. I know. Like, I, do you trust Marquise Valdez Scantling? Like do you throw him one early, <laughs> see if his I hands do. Are? I, I think Marquise Valdez Scantling is going to have a role in this one. More on that later. But I I don't think there's a lot of like one-on-one matchups that Chiefs can win on the outside here. Like if you're gonna push the ball down the field, right? Like Charvarius yeah. Ward's a, a very good corner. Yeah, one of the better PFF corners had in the him NFL. number six yeah. this season. So what's interesting about him in the way the 49ers defense plays is they stick to one side of the field. They don't follow. Mm-hmm. So if you're Andy Reid, you're thinking, how do I get Rasheed Rice away from Charvarius Ward? Because the other guy is Ambry Thomas. And Strong. you love to pick on an Ambry Thomas. He's not very good, and he's the weakest link on the back end of that defense. So I expect them to use Rasheed Rice in a bunch of different ways. I think Rasheed Rice is going to be heavily involved in this one. It's going to be Rasheed Rice, Travis Kelsey, and then you're hoping for one more guy to kind of step up in the passing game. Yeah, yeah, and I I guess that's what I'm saying. I don't – I can't predict who that other guy is going to be. It's impossible. It's impossible to predict, but um, do you have anything else on this side of the ball? I think that's it. Do you have anything else? No, that's everything I got on this side of the ball. Again, I I think it's going to be an like I don't I don't have a hard enough lean on this side of the ball yeah. to say I see one side winning. Like I think San Francisco will win the trenches, but I do th- in terms of a pass rush. But I do think the Chiefs will be able to run the ball. You're going to see a like a similar game plan. Uh, the last two games, like just from methodically going down the field, trying yeah, to. Yeah, like, I mean, if you look quick at passes, last quick passes, quick passes. If you look at last week, the Kansas City Chiefs' first two drives were immaculate. They went right down the field. They did have two fourth down conversions on those two drives. And though. do you see anyone else bitching about that? I know, about but, it went, went for but I'm down. saying that when that it works, cr- it looks good. That creates variance there, right? Where you're like, say one of those fourth downs didn't come through. They only scored ten points last week. Then all of a sudden, like they still. After their first two drives last week, they, they kind of mailed it in. Yeah, they got three <laughs> points. Like they're, it's it's. I could see this being a like first to twenty type game wins if I'm if I'm being honest. So are you gonna do an under bet? Maybe we'll see. <laughs> last, if you listen to last episode, you know how the the unders <laughs> and and overs work in the Super Bowl. But all right, so I think the next matchup is the most interesting one. I think this is the heavyweight matchup, right? You have the best offense in the NFL all season. And I think it's important to remember that because they haven't looked like that the last two weeks. But overall, the 49ers offense was one of the best offenses of the last decade. I got a crazy crazy stat for you. 49ers averaged 6.6 yards per play this season. That's the seventh best number season long wise in NFL history. The top 12 teams in that metric 
did not win the Super Bowl. Like so, basically saying being damn good in the odd offense in the regular season, a couple doesn't were, always translate. A couple of those would have been the Chiefs, right? Probably in the Maybe, 2018. Yeah, yeah against the Brady years. Yeah, but yeah. it six yeah six point six yards per play is just an outrageous yeah. number. That's a number that Vegas loves too. That's, yeah, that's that's why they're favored. San Francisco is trying to be the third Super Bowl winner ever with the fewest passing attempts in the regular season. That's also something I didn't know coming into this. Hmm. Uh, this uh, San Francisco's fifteen and one when Purdy, Debo, and CMC play the full game. Six and five when they do not. Last time I checked, Purdy, Debo, and CMC are good to go. <laughs> that's that's kind of what I was thinking. Like when I was zooming out a little bit the other night, I was going this opportunity for the 49ers. When do you have a healthy George Kittle, a healthy McCaffrey, a healthy Brandon Ayuk, a healthy quarterback, Debo. a healthy Trent Williams? Yeah, like when Trent, to yeah. have all these guys healthy is unheard of in an NFL year. Yeah, right? it's like you usually you lose saw, one playmaker or something had, along the lines. They had a three-game losing streak during the year, and it was when they were banged yeah. up, right? Trent Williams and, was out, Debo was out, and that's kind of the way they're structured uh, with their depth chart. Is just it's very top-heavy. Once you take away one or two guys, it's oh, what do we? Get you? It's pretty ugly. But right now they're healthy, and they look good. And the injury on this side of the ball in this matchup is Chiefs defensive lineman uh, Omer- Charles Amenahu, baby. Amenahu. Under talked about injury. I was I wrote that up at the score last week, and I, when I was going through his stats, I'm like, this guy was good. Yeah, this is a potentially a big loss for them. That is a big loss for sure. So the big the big injuries are on the trenches for the Chiefs with Tooney and Omenahu. So 49ers are healthy up front. Can they control the trenches on this side of the ball? Because similar to how we started last one. Don't you think 49ers got to come out and just run the ball down yeah. their throats? It's similar to what we just talked about in the other matchup. There's going to be a heavy dose of Christian McCaffrey. Eli Mitchell, no. I don't think he's seen the yeah. field. Heavy dose of run. And the numbers are kind of staggering. So this season, this does not include the playoffs. So this is from the regular season. The Chiefs defense on early downs, the so first and second downs, they are 26 in defensive DVOA against the run. San Francisco's offense on first and second downs, early downs, first in DVOA running the ball. So yeah. it's just kind of like a big mismatch here when the when the 49ers have first and den every single time they should be hammering the white boy in the backfield war. And that opens up the play action after. So I got Kansas City 28th on the season in rush defense EPA per play, but since week 12, they're 6th in that metric versus running backs. That's taking away the quarterback runs. I know Purdy used his legs a lot more uh, last week than we've seen in the past. That little fucker can scramble, eh, Warnsey? The Bills ran for 180 on KC. A big chunk of that was Josh Allen's legs. So since week 12, they were actually really good against running back runs. But And like last year in the Super Bowl, Philadelphia ran for 115 yards on 32 carries. So they were inefficient on the ground. Yes, they got over 100 yards, but 32 carries. A lot of those were at the end when they were kind of running the clock out, though, right? The second quarter, they ran down to the 49ers' throats. Oh, the Chiefs. Oh, you're talking about the Chiefs. I'm talking about about Philly. I'm talking about Philly was inefficient in the run game last year versus the Super Bowl. And last year, Philly had the number two run offense going into that game, and KC shut it down. So Mm. we'll see if they can do that same thing again. I I mean, the Chiefs, this postseason, their opponents averaged 28 points per game. That's the uh, Bills, Ravens, and Dolphins. 
they've they held them to an average of 13 points a game so far. They've been lights out this playoffs, but how do you stop Christian McCaffrey? Like he's been a machine all season. He's healthy. Last year, last week he got 20 carries against the Lions. It's got to be more than 20 this in the Super should Bowl. Should be, should be 25. And that's what I kind of have in my notes here is the four like Kyle Shanahan kind of has this uh like this stigma on him where he abandons the run a little bit mm-hmm. that hasn't happened yet in the playoffs and he shouldn't abandon the run. That's like, if you want to beat this team, don't abandon the run, stick with it. Like last week against last week against the lions in the second half, they kept running. Yep. They kept feeding McCaffrey. They didn't get worried. Um, of course in the super bowl four years ago, he did get away from the run and that's kind of why they lost. They only had four runs in the fourth quarter. Warnsy in the last super bowl. The last run was a 17-yard run by Mostert. They went eight straight passes to end the game. Oh. They they kind of shot themselves in the foot and don't do what Baltimore did, right? Look at what happened last week. It, still it, it killed them. Still me. can't believe it. So if you're Kyle Shannon all week, you should have had – we have this like line on the Doink podcast where we go, every coach should have someone follow you around saying, don't do anything stupid. Shanahan, don't do anything stupid. Don't abandon the run. Yep. Run that football because – Chiefs secondary is playing out of their minds. I don't really see the 49ers having major success in the passing offense. I, but Jerry Sneed is playing as well as any corner in football. I, I he's the guy who follows the team's lead yes, wide receiver. So the Chiefs actually the opposite from the 49ers. Steve Spagnuolo will have his cornerbacks follow the star. Right. So expect We're, Jerry Sneed on Brandon Ayuk all game. I I expect that. 100%, and Ayuk was a guy all year that we kind of, or before the year, we were big on the breakout year for Brandon Ayuk. I don't know how involved he's going to be here. I think that's, if you're Spagnolo, you know he loves to blitz. He's going to leave his guys on an island, and I, I have a feeling he has no problem leaving Sneed on an island uh, mm-hmm. covering Ayuk. Yeah, like they run a ton of motion. You're going to see him running around with them all game. So I, uh, I'm, I'm 100% expecting a Debo Samuel heavy football game. From the 49ers. Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel are going to be the two guys I think they run this offense through. Yeah, and I, another another situation where they're going to be labeled passes, but yeah, to Debo, they're going to be the quick of the quick variety, extension of the run game. You know Spagnolo's blitzing and he's going man. So what does that mean? Get the ball out quick into your playmaker's hands. And, and they shred man coverage. Yeah. The, the 49ers like you don't want to run straight up man because he got the you got the horses to beat it. George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Depot Samuel, you name it. The 49ers have it to beat man coverage. So I think you're gonna see similar game plans on both sides of the ball here. I think you're going to see, like, I think the 49ers are going to try to run screens and, and, and look quick passes, like you mentioned. hundred like, percent. Like I said, Depot Samuel is going to get a ton of of a ton of run. The thing is, is the Chiefs are very good at stopping short throws. So on throws one to five yards, the Chiefs are second in paper play and they're third in success rate. So this is something that they're good at. I don't think that just scare the 49ers away though because yeah. you have the better guys, right? Like a lot of these teams don't have Debo. Yeah, they don't exactly. have the guys to beat it. So like I don't think just because the Chiefs are good at it, you should stop it. But it is something to kind of keep in mind if you're Kyle Shannon going like if it starts not working eventually, then we have to kind of push the ball downfield. And that's where I think they can get in some trouble if they get into third and long. Oh. They get into second and nines. I think this is where you can see the kind of the 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 foundation around the 49ers offense collapse. I think the Chiefs have an advantage up front in this game. The 49ers are kind of Trent Williams and everyone else. They like, big it, time are. They're a little bit of the 
Um, Mike McDaniel um, obviously came from San Francisco, but he kind of scheme. He's able to scheme around that offensive line where the runs are kind of more zone runs, not power. So the the guys look better at what they're doing rather than. They're not actually moving bodies yeah. the way that the power run games Because they really run to Trent Williams. Like, Trent Williams is a weapon in the run game. Like, he's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, get behind me, follow me kind of thing with the offensive line in. There's a specific guy that uh, I think is the Chiefs are going to target, and his name's Colton McKivitz. Right tackle. Right tackle for 49ers. He has been bad this year. He's been their weakest link. 55 pressures allowed this season. One of the worst, one of the worst offensive tackles. So... I think you're going to see Chris Jones on the outside, potentially Chris in this game, Jones, going at him. I never thought of that. Yeah, I think yeah. you're going to see him moved out front. George Koloftis has been playing really well. He's picked up his play. So I think those two guys have an advantage up front. And I just, I think Steve Spagnolo will do enough and have enough in his bag to attack Colton McKivitz and kind of attack the 49ers up front. Like, I, I, I'm. I, I, it's crazy to think that there's someone that could out scheme Kyle Shanahan in today's football. But if there's one guy that can do it, his name is Steve Spagnuolo on the Chiefs uh, Chiefs sideline. Yeah, well, they've this will be their fourth matchup head to head in the last five years. He knows so the Shanahan offense. Yeah, he's, he's done it before. And two weeks to prepare. I expect both these really good coaching staffs to have good game plans. And like I said, like that's why I kind of think this might turn into a first to twenty wins. I think it's gonna every yard is gonna be hard to hard to earn. There's gonna be no freebies. It's always hot in the Super Bowl ones. Anything else? Anything else on this matchup before we take a break and get to our best bets? Um, I think that's all I got. All right. I'll see you on the other side with our best bets for Super Bowl 58. The Double Doing Podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life is hard. It's especially hard when you don't have someone you can open up to. Not everyone is comfortable talking to their friends and family about their personal matters or anything that is bothering them on a day-to-day basis. Mental health is so important to continue success in this world. Therapy is a great way to regroup and get everything off your chest. Insert BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the largest online therapy service, 100% online. They will match you with professional licensed therapists you can trust. You can talk with your therapist however you see fit, by a text, phone call, or video chat. BetterHelp has successfully helped over 4 million people worldwide deal with their day-to-day mental health issues. Use the link in the podcast description to get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp. I was checking out FanDuel last night, and have you seen the amount of people you can bet on MVP for? You Is can just the whole, the whole roster. What do you think about a Colt McKivitz plus 7,500? Oh, or plus seven seven hundred fifty thousand. Sorry, that should be plus a million. <laughs> yeah. You can literally bet on Joe Thune to an MVP. So I'm gonna play. Has has a lineman ever? There's I no way a lineman. How ever. can you? How can an MVP go to a lineman? I get why they list it though, just because anybody who puts money on that is a free donation. Yeah, so they're but just like giving your I money. Bet, I bet it was what was it? Was it in the year Seattle one when like Malcolm Smith? Yeah, the linebacker one. I bet at, going forward from then, they're like, shit, we just got to list everybody. Like, <laughs> Someone emailed the books. Why wasn't Malcolm Smith yeah. on the books here? Yeah. Cooper Cup won it in 2021. Mahomes won it in 2022, right? So you've had a quarterback and wide receiver flipping. Oh, I forgot Cup won. Yeah. Nice. That last drive, man. That last yeah. drive down, down the field, bro. Stafford, they were critical. Right, right. It's funny. that I was like, the names. Like, I'm looking at these names, and I don't even know. How, like, we're, we cover football for, like, Religiously, and some of these guys don't even know. You can bet on a John teamers, like a John Feliciano's on here. Come <laughs> on, a guard. It's hilarious. All right, so here is our betting portion of the show. 
Here's how this is going to work. Eric and I each have two minus odd bets, two plus odds bets. Uh, no, three minus odds bets, sorry. Two plus odds bets and our spread bet. We also have a few long shots we're going to share with you. We're going to make this competition. Each bet we get right is worth one point. The loser of this has to buy two pounds of chicken wings and a beer at our favorite Portly Piper restaurant, Warnsy. Absolutely. You're lucky. I, you're not you don't have to buy a hamster. You don't have to do it. No. I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna make you buy the get an animal. No. I know you're very against it, but for winning the postseason portion of the program, you have the tiebreaker. So tie goes to you, but uh, I have no problem getting you some chicken wings and Enjoying time with well, you, yeah. Man. Just, just the company yeah. and free food from you, <laughs> buddy. I'll muck hey, those things I got down, some, the, down the tubes. I got a nice looking card here, buddy. I can't wait for Sunday. Holy smokes! All right, so we're gonna start with our minus odds bets. Each we'll go back and forth. I will kick us off. I'm going. This is my favorite bet of the week. I told you this in the car when you picked me up from the go station to bring you here. I love this one. I'm all over this guy in the, on Sunday. Rasheed Rice over six and a half receptions minus one oh five. He's eclipses in two or three playoff games. The 49ers allowed the fifth most receptions to opposing wide receivers all season. That's including the playoffs. We we just talked about it when we were previewing the the Chiefs offense. They're going to have to get him the ball. They're going to get him the ball in creative ways. Pop passes, screen passes, make get him to make plays. When the Chiefs offense is explosive, it's when Rasheed Rice touches the football. I think he's going to be heavily involved. I think six and a half is low. I was expecting seven and a half. The, the total is going to be eight because he... He's eclipsed six, uh, eight as well, or seven, sorry, as well in those two playoff games. So love this one. Rasheed Rice over six and a half receptions, minus 105. Mr. Warnsey. All right. I don't mind it. Six and a half is a touch rich for me. But when we did our discussion on the Chiefs offense, the screen game is going to be big. You're banking on screen passes if you're going over six and a half there because we did agree it will be a primary primarily a ground attack mixed in with some screens so six and a half seems like a lot it does make me feel better that Traverius Ward won't be following him they should be able to move him away from Ward which will open things up but I think we're gonna have better bets in my opinion than you're over six and a half that's my favorite one man give me Rasheed Rice love all weekend all right Warren Z what's your next one I'm going to start with uh, one of my minus odds is minus 115, and it's a simple one. Christian McCaffrey over 18 and a half rush attempts. He had 20 last week against Detroit in a game with negative game script. They were down 17 throughout that ball game. They kept handing him the rock, and I expect him to get more than 20 carries in this game. So his number set at 18 and a half is a little low for me. I think he flies over that in the... You'll get close to that in the first half. Mm. Give it to give Christian McCaffrey the rock. I, I found this one funny. I love that bet too. I, wh- what I found funny about it is like 18 half seems low, and the 49ers are favored, and you know they're going to run the ball. It doesn't match something's up. Like fishy. something's fishy yeah. there, right? Like you're right. Something is fishy there, but I, I, I'm if it's a trap, I'm falling for it. Mm. I think 18 and a half is way too low for their best player. Give him mm. the ball. And like you said, last week they kept giving him the ball in the second half. They didn't go away from him. Yeah. I don't think Eli Mitchell's gonna see the field in this game. Why would he? <laughs> yeah, like he'd be there was a stretch in the season, I think it was the beginning of the year where McCaffrey played like 99% of the snaps. They're gonna go back to that. Like, unless McCaffrey literally runs 90 yards from the goal line, he's tired and they have to pull him off the field. That's like the only <laughs> yeah. excuse I can see him, right? <laughs> right? Like where he literally needs to take a breather for a play. Yeah. Give me one. All right, next minus odds bet. 
We're going to the other side of the football. I'm going to go Debo Samuel over four and a half receptions at minus 122. So you're really playing the screen game. I am. I'm, I'm dying. I, dang, I gave out the information for a reason. It tails back to this. I told you in the car, like I'm, when I was going through these bets, I was like, I'm going back to the basics here. Like I, there's, I'm not getting creative. I'm just going to the I'm going to the top wide receivers who I think are going to get the ball, and I think Devo over four and a half is a nice number, especially at minus one twenty two. I thought like if you look at Travis Kelsey's reception totals are up on like minus one seventy. All these guys are in that like high range. I think minus one twenty two is good juice for that. The ball's going to come out quick. We said the scene's going to be falling Brandon Ayuk around. I'm expecting a heavy dose of Debo. He eclipsed that in last game as well. I think they're going to have to live and die through Debo and McCaffrey. So just yeah. five catches isn't a ton. I like that one more than the rice one, if I'm being honest with you, because I'm I'm gonna tail this into my next uh, lower odds bet, which is a minus one twenty, and it's Ayuk under fifty nine and a half receiving yards. I'm on the same page with you with Snead. I think Snead wins that matchup, takes away Ayuk. What does that mean? Debo's the guy getting the ball. So I, we're we they're. Different bets, but under the similar wavelength, I think. Yeah. I was close to adding under Jawan Jennings one and a half receptions. I like that too. I, just, I can't do unders. You know, like, I was close. Like, I was very close to making it to my card. I, I swapped it out for my next one that I'm going to say last minute, but like, I think they're going to go to the, they're going to go to the band. They're going to go to the guys that they know and trust. In this game, and I really think that Debo Samuel is going to have a heavy action, and Brandon Ayuk's not. So, so you're two in. I'm two in. Last minus odds bet on each side. This one's dicey, in my opinion, a little bit, but I, I'm having faith in this guy in this football game. I'm going Marquez Valdez Scantling over 14 and a half yards as his longest reception at minus 115. I think they're going to try to take a couple shot plays to him at some point. He's had two, he's had a 20 plus yard catch in each game so far in the playoffs against their two of the three games. Remember the Buffalo Bills game? He had the big one over the middle that kind of changed that game. Last week against the Ravens, he had the 20 plus yard catch to end the football game as well. So they go to him when they push the ball deep. He is their deep thrower. They go to Justin Watson sometimes, but Justin Watson hasn't played a lot really. No. Marcus Valdez Gangling has been the number two wide receiver. Like from all the numbers, this could change week to week. But he made the big catch last week, so I don't think Andy is just going to pull him off the field. He's averaged at least f- over 14.5 yards per reception in every single season he has played in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So this number seems low to me. I didn't really understand this one. You're just hoping he doesn't drop it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Like, I think he's going to have two or three chances at this. 14.5 isn't big. Like He averaged 21 yards a reception one year in, in the NFL, led the league. That was his last year with the mm-hmm. Packers. So I do think 14 half is low. I like the minus 115 juice. Fun bet because if he hits it, you celebrate, right? Yeah, like you just, yeah, one, just catch. one catch. So it's like a fun Super Bowl bet in my opinion. So I wanted to finish off that way. So MVS long reception over 14 and a half yards minus 115. Yeah, I like that actually because you're right. If he catches the ball, it's going to be over 14 and a half. It's not, he's not, you're not using MVS in the screen game. You're not using him no. short. It's deep or nothing with MVS. And, and just the- hope. To God, he yeah. catches the ball. And Mahomes and Andy trust him. Like, that that, game, that catch against the Bills was huge. It was like 40-plus yards. And then last week was even bigger. Like, yeah. that that iced the game. He called game in, against the Ravens. And I don't know if it'll be you'll get this catch in that similar scenario, but all you need is one catch over uh, at least 15 yards. So, yeah. finish us off, Warnsy. I like that. Or finish us off with the minus odds bets. Minus odds bet. I'm going a basic one here. And I said it a couple times. I think it's going to be a race to 20. 
I'm on the under 47 and a half. This is right now, this is over a key number of 47, which is a very important number when you're betting totals. I'm going under 47 and a half. I do think this is race to 20. We'll give our score predictions later on, but I I really am sticking to the philosophy of a ground heavy game. The clock is going to be churning short passes. I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of chunk 25, 30 yard mm. plays. It's going to be more methodical drives field goals. I think there's going to be field goals in this game. People don't really like seeing the kickers, but I do think the kicking is going to be a factor in the Super Bowl. Give me under 47 and a half. Well, you know how I feel about that one. Like, yeah, I, I can't I can't hate it anymore just because yeah. you're going to hold you're hosting a Super Bowl party and your bet is I don't want to see points. I don't think there's going to be points. <laughs> yeah, but like, just live a little for once, Warnsy. Hey. Put a smile on your face for once and oh, bet I got the over. I when if when we just give out our sprinkle long shot options, I'll definitely. I might just have to bet the over now, just because you bet the under. That's how I think this is going to go. I think they'll also. I like the idea. I don't think this number is going to lower anymore because of the general public of. If anything, this total goes goes up up, because people just blindly bet the over. It is a low number considering Patrick Mahomes and the best offense are like 49 is the best offense and the other one's Patrick Mahomes. So 47 and a half does feel low, right? I mean, it was sweat free last week in Mahomes versus Lamar. So I'm I'm sticking with my guns. That's what my gut is telling me. Take the under. You're like the Grim Reaper of Super Bowls, dude. Yeah. All right. That is good food, though. I'll have good food. Yeah, you you. will. Buffalo chicken dip that I'm bringing. You know what's funny? I was thinking back. So the Eagles Super Bowl, I was at your house six years ago. Um, There was one of our buddies had a girlfriend who also brought a buffalo chicken dip, and I brought my mom's buffalo chicken dip, and she came up to me after halftime. I'm stressing about the Eagles. Like, don't give a fuck about no Buffalo chicken. <laughs> and she goes, um, like, I know you're worried about the game right now, but can you, like, ask your mom for the recipe for this yeah. <laughs> seems to like yours. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking at her, I'm like, I the Eagles know. just ran the Philly special before halftime. I think I'm thinking about a Buffalo chicken dip. Yeah. One of my favorite things about the Super Bowl is just people that never watch football watch. And then they're yeah. just so, like, they're just blown away by, like, little things that we don't care about. And then... Things we make a big deal about, they just don't get it at all. They're like, who cares? <laughs> I find it fun. Last one, or two, uh, two more bets, sorry, plus odds bets. Okay, I'm going to start with, I'll save I'll save the funner one for, for after you. Okay, next one up. This one's greasy. Noah Gray over one and a half receptions plus 104. I like that. <laughs> Who's Noah like Gray, that. you may ask? Noah Gray is a backup tight end on the Kansas City Chiefs. He's hit this total in both playoff games so far. He's had at least two catches. The Chiefs right now are running heavy personnel at a ridiculous rate. They're running two tight ends, three tight end sets. They are trying to beat you through the big boys. And Noah Gray doesn't have to get off the field with heavy personnel. He can run and allow personnel. He can play on the outside. 43% of the Chiefs' pass completions in the playoffs have been out of heavy personnel. That will be Noah Gray. He's played in over 55% of the snaps so far in two games. All you need is or in, three, in three playoff games, sorry. All you need is two catches here at plus money. Give me Noah Gray over one half like catches that. at plus 104. Greasy. I, I like that because we did mention the 49ers are weak to tight ends outside the numbers. Noah Gray can get outside the numbers still. He'll run those flat routes, and you only need the reception. So just two catches, I I don't mind that at all, to be honest. And I obviously Travis Kelsey is going to be circled and try to be eliminated 
You can still use other tight ends other than Kelsey. There's gonna so. there's gonna be Swifties out there when Noah Gray catches a big pass and they realize <laughs> yeah. that it's not him. It's not yeah. it's not Kelsey. I've uh, actually been fooled by that. I have oh, a couple oh, times because sure. he's eighty three. Kelsey's eighty seven. Uh, even Watson eighty four. Yeah. yeah, that one gets me. The too white sometimes. guy. That one thinks it's Kelsey. That, that's T Swift's boyfriend right there. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I saw plus wads here. I'm like. He's Eclipsis in both games or three games. I don't know mm-hmm. why the books are a little down on a Noah Gray. Do they know something I don't? But, hey, we're going to battle them. All right, Warrensy, what's your first plus odds bet? I've been 49ers heavy here. I'm going to get a Chiefs prop in, and I'm going to take Chris Jones to get a sack at plus 130. I love what Chris Jones does if you watch him. He does move around. He goes inside. He goes outside. In the first half, he basically kind of just scopes out which matchup he likes the best. And then the second half, he'll stay in that spot and just go at the quarterback. I'm with you. I think that Colton McKivitz is going to be the guy he circles and goes after. You mentioned 55 pressures allowed on the season by McKivitz. Chris Jones is going to have a couple pressures here. Sack props are a little dicey sometimes because Chris Jones can win his matchup and just blow the play up and somebody else cleans up the sack. Mm. It can be a little frustrating. But I am going to still take it because we need a plus odds bet for you. Give me Chris Jones to get a sack. Yeah, one of the best interior pass rushers in the NFL. You had 10 sacks on the season. Yeah. And you missed the game, right? You missed the week one. So yeah, plus odds, plus 130. Brock, I think Vegas is probably looking at like Brock pretty scrambled around last week. They'll probably lower the sack totals, but I don't think it's going to, I don't think you're going to see that magic from Purdy again. So. Yeah, yeah, take the best player plus one thirty. I'm all over that Warzy. Yeah, I was cold. I couldn't decide between him and Karloftis because you did mention Karloftis is coming on, and I do think the weakness of the Chiefs' offensive line is the tackles. So I, I couldn't decide between Karloftis and Jones. I went with Jones, but if you like Karloftis better, I wouldn't blame you at all for going that route. All right, second plus odds bet. We're going a little off the board here. So last year we hit on our national anthem bet. Oh my God! You got an national oh, anthem bet for us. We did it. We did it last year, so we're going back to the well. So you know me. I I got to I got to replicate my success from last year. So what did I do on Wednesday night? I dove in to a Reba McIntyre. Reba, are you a Reba fan? The Queen of Country? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's singing the national anthem. All right. So here's the information. I, saw, that I, I thought I saw that it was it initially opened as the lowest total. They've ever given out, it which is. was like 86, but hasn't it been bet up a bit? It is What's- at 90.5 right now. Right. So I'll explain my what the information that I got and my bet reasoning. This is probably not my one of my favorite bets, but I got to do it because the, the, the fans need it. The fans need to know about the anthem. So I dug up three past Reba National Anthem performances. Her time was 83 seconds, 86 seconds, and 84 seconds. So they went under in all three times she did it. Now. This is the Super Bowl, Warnsy. This is the, the big, big stage. <laughs> when you're on the big stage, you like to hang on to your notes a little longer, correct? Oh, you're bucking the undertrain. You do. You like to hold on your notes a little longer. It's the Super Bowl. And here's something that I found that probably not, and if you're outside of Kansas City, you probably don't know this. When the Chiefs are the home team at the National Anthem, and there's going to be Chiefs fans at this game. It's Super Bowl. It's a neutral field. But when they're at home and the anthem at the end goes home of the, and before they say brave, Chiefs fans yell, Chiefs, home of the Chiefs, right? Okay. So it went the Chiefs do that. They're going fans are gonna do that in the stands, right? She can't hold on to that note and go home of the brave straight through. She's gonna have she knows this. She's not okay. stupid. She's gonna know okay. that Chiefs fans in the crowd are gonna yell Chiefs. So if she wants to have her voice heard, 
she's going to have to have a pause there. About a two-second pause when the Chiefs fans scream Chiefs, and then she'll rip the brave note. So I think that's about, a, like I said, a two to three second pause. So I think Vegas nailed this with the 90 and a half seconds. I think they did the research Good like line. I did. Good I line. think they had someone clone like Brendan Digo going, how do we figure this out? And I think they did. I think they nailed this line. But I'm going with the over and the juice at plus 102. So I think it's going to be like 92 seconds warranty. 93 wow. seconds there. So Hey, I, I remember you were incredibly confident last year in the – in the over under on the national anthem, you nailed it. So I'm not going to argue with you. You, you <laughs> yeah, are the, you you're my you anthem guy. About this, you're I, my you're my anthem guy. I am your anthem guy. I'm the, so, I'm, the, I'm the people's anthem. So so we are on the over. Yeah, plus 102. You get juice there. I can't wait for this. Anthem. I'm more excited about the national anthem <laughs> more than the freaking <laughs> yeah. game. And I spent like an hour on this on Wednesday night, Warrenzy. So there you go. Let's do it. That is my last plus odds bet, Warrenzy. You have one more. Yes, and mine is football related. Um, <laughs> Better be. I'm going back to the 49ers bank here. I'm going Christian McCaffrey, first half touchdown, plus 125. I mean, he's going to get in the end zone. They're telling you he is with his odds of like, minus, what are they, minus 300 or so? I I don't even look at his anytime touchdown it's odds. Minus 240, I believe. Okay, wow, that's lower. That's lower than usual for it's Christian still McCaffrey. Freaking insane at minus two forty. But if just for him to score in the first half, plus one twenty five, I think he gets in. Um, three of the last four Super Bowls, there has been a touchdown from the one yard line. McCaffrey is that guy from the one yard line. Give it to me in the first half, so I get those plus odds, plus one twenty five. I'll add some more juice out of that. I'll add some more stats to back this up. So he scored in fifteen of eighteen games, including the playoffs. All right. And 13 of those he scored in the first half. No way. I didn't even know that. Look at that. There you go. That's what I'm here for, Warrenzi. That's good. That is courtesy of Mr. Jill Gallant, friend of the show. He tweeted that. So Great friend give of him, the show. Give him, uh, give him credit is to he, that. Is Jill on this bet? Jill, Jill tweeted out. He said, if Christian McCaffrey's minus 225 to minus 250, if you like McCaffrey to score, look at first half touchdown. And he said the, what I just said. Damn, I didn't even yeah. see that. Good luck, Jill. <laughs> look at good you guys luck. on the same board. Yeah. Though. All right. Those are our five... Bets, make sure to lock those in. Keep track of who's buying wings. There's only one thing left to do, Warnsey. There's one big question left to be answered. Yes, sir. Who is winning and covering this football game? Do you want to start? I am going to go the San Francisco 49ers to win this game 24 to 20. Like I said, I'm on the under. I think it comes in just under. My prediction is that it will be 24 to 20 because Harrison Bucker has doinked an extra point. Hey. And we're going to hit on the doink bet that I know everybody's riding. So instead of only needing a field goal, it should have been 24 21. Mahomes driving to try to tie the game or win. He's going to be forced to go to the end zone, and San Francisco is going to stop them. They're not going to reach it. Give it to me. 24-20, San Francisco 49ers. Wow, you're taking the 49ers, Lindsay. I am. I'm betting against Mahomes, so Monday morning I'll wake <laughs> up and say I'm an absolute dummy, but I'm on the 49ers. All right. I did not know you were going that way. I thought we were both going to have the same lean here. So I'm on the other side. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs plus 2.5. I think the score is going to be 27-21. to 21. Total's 47.5. I think it's going to be. <laughs> oh, oh, you that in. Right, I'm going to give you my reasoning more zoomed out why. I think the 49ers have a defense problem that can't be solved by Sunday. Their last two games, Warrenzy, they have a success rate on defense of 47.4%. If you were to average that out over a regular season, that would be dead last by a wide margin in the NFL. 
They have been getting shredded. The Packers went up and down the field on them. They just couldn't put points on the board. The Detroit Lions went up and down the field on them and put points on the board. Again, it's a two-game sample size. I like a bigger sample size and a smaller sample size, but I don't know what's changing over the next 14 days. Andy Reid as well against that. I really do think the 49ers defense is a bigger problem than people are giving credit for. I don't think they're going to be able to get pressure on Patrick Mahomes. I brought up the fact that I think they're going to scheme away Nick Bosa. I think Nick Bosa is going to be not invisible, but I don't think he's going to have a huge impact on this football game. And I don't trust anyone else to step up because they haven't done it. Where are you, where are you, Javon Hargrave? You're on a milk carton right now. Chase Young, buddy, you're playing for a contract here. It's been a disaster in San Francisco. I, I just don't see it. Also, Brock Purdy hasn't been playing well lately. No, he hasn't. If you take a look at the last four games that he started, he has a passer rating of 85.75%. And one of those games, it was against the Washington Commanders. That was his only good game. Against Baltimore and the two playoff games, he's been bad. Over the whole season, he has 119 passer rating. It's been a huge drop over the last four games. I remember back to last year against the Cowboys. Brock Purdy struggled in that playoff game against Dallas before he met the Eagles. And then he tore his elbow. The last two games, Brock Purdy's like shaky in the pocket a little bit. He's looked like he hasn't anticipate. He can't anticipate his throws as much. I don't know if the playoff pressure is getting to him, but the Brock Purdy in the playoffs has not equaled the Brock Purdy in the regular season. I trust Steve Spagnuolo on 14 days rest to scheme up against this run game. I think he will shut down. Like I think he will limit McCaffrey. I don't think McCaffrey's going to not have a day. I think McCaffrey's fine in the end zone. I think he's going to put up 80, 80 plus yards, but I do think he'll do enough to scheme that up and stop him. And I think Chris Jones has an advantage on the inside. I have a Chris Jones sack prop that you brought up. I think he's going to have a day. And last but not least, Warnsey, I'm simply not betting against Patrick Mahomes. That is, I mean, we could have saved a lot of people some time. Like, I just, I can't go to a Super Bowl party on Sunday, put hard-earned money on the other side of that's not Patrick Mahomes. Analytically, the 49ers are the team to take here, right? Across the board on numbers-wise, EPA success rate, any stat you could throw out there, the matchup wise, it equals 49ers. I'm assuming that's where a lot of sharps are going to, right? Well, you're going to see a lot of money on the 49ers money line and stuff like that. I just, I can't do it. Patrick Mahomes is 10 1 1 against the spread as an underdog in his career, 9 and 3 straight up. I think Mahomes is going to be lifting up his third trophy on Sunday, Warrensy. They win the yeah, Super Bowl. I do truly think that this is a Super Bowl that everybody should watch and. If somebody says I like the Chiefs and somebody likes the 49ers, don't argue over it. Like it's it's a it's, cold, total coin flip. Exactly. And that's why one of my long shots I just wanted to throw out is I'm gonna sprinkle on the game to go to overtime at plus nine hundred. I see I like a route, that. I see a route where this game goes to overtime and at plus nine hundred, I don't mind that. So I I might be a coward and just Hope that this game goes to <laughs> overtime. Nobody wins. I'll hope to go <laughs> yeah. overtime too. Anything for excitement, right? That's what we yeah. want here. Okay, quickly before we get out of here, any other long shots you want to throw? And I got three. I have CMC MVP at plus 450. I I do think there is a route where 49ers win. And like you mentioned, Purdy's not that good. And it's because their best player, Christian McCaffrey, carries the load. So at plus four, normally it's a common thing to when betting Super Bowls to look at just take the quarterback MVP instead of the money line. In this scenario for the 49ers, I think that those odds are too high for McCaffrey at plus 450. I think there's a route where he's the he's the reason they win this game. Yeah, that's good. I, I think if you're going to, like, 
if you're gonna take a 49ers MVP, you're taking McCaffrey over Purdy. Yeah, like why is Purdy like plus one fifty or yeah. something? Like I, it's just the quarterbacks, it right? Is they the usually go that way. But we've seen history of them not going to quarterbacks. Julian Edelman won it. Yeah, Cooper Cup won it. Malcolm Smith um, won it. Von Miller Von won Miller it. Von Miller won it, right. Like it, there is, it's not like the MVP award where it goes to the quarterback in the yeah. regular season, right? It's yeah. different in, in the Super Bowl because it's one game. So I'll t- I do think Chiefs side, though, it's pretty safe to go Mahomes MVP. Yeah, so I think But you're getting plus 110 on that money line. So it's safer to just take Chiefs money line yeah, rather don't, than Mahomes. Don't listen. If someone tells you to take Mahomes MVP bet over money line, don't listen to them. I agree. Because it's not worth the juice there. The, the extra it's only like a plus tw- yeah, extra 20 it. cents. I yeah. don't. So don't I don't buy that at all. Um, I do have a couple long shot Chief MVPs where I do see a scenario where Mahomes doesn't win it. Isaiah Pacheco plus twenty five hundred is kind of enticing to me. If what if Pacheco runs for two one fifty and two touchdowns, right? Right. You know what I mean. Like that is a scenario that can happen. And what if Mahomes goes eighteen to twenty seven for one sixty yards, no scores? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's definitely a game. That's definitely a stat sheet it's in that can happen. So that's plus twenty five hundred. The other one I have is Chris Jones plus eleven thousand. Strip sack, yeah. MV, strip sack kind of thing, right? Like I, I kind of don't mind that. So those are two Chiefs MVPs that I like. And then two more long shots. Going back to the last episode, will Andy Reid mention Taylor Swift in the podium speech plus 520? I don't know. I've got a funny feeling that Tease mm-hmm. was getting brought up on Andy Reid's podium speech. You can find that well, at Because he's going to be asked the question. Yeah, he's exactly. not going to bring it up out of it, him. It doesn't like, matter. Yeah. I, I don't give a fuck who I would say it. I know, exactly. All he got to do is say it. Plus 520. And then the last one is, will there be a doink? It's up to plus 600 right now. Woo! You got to ride it if you're listening to this episode. You got to ride it. doinkers this. hop on it's the gonna, doink. It's going to happen. I can feel it. All right, Warren Z. I, I think that's all sure. Do you have anything else to oh, let the listeners man. know about the in next, that big brain of yours? The next three days are going to drag. It's going to be a tough, tough next couple of days, but... Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Really appreciate it. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. It really helps out the show. Make sure to check out our sponsor, BetterHelp. Make sure to like, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, and we will talk to you later.